Hello everyone, welcome to Tech Telescope, where we cover the bleeding edge of technology, the hype, the gloomy, and the uncertain. Today with me is possibly Axolotl. Hey. Uh, hi, I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we are covering um, mixed reality. Um, well, it's a technology that um, is as exciting as it is terrifying the um, the way it is shaping up lately. So, um, have you had? Do you have any thoughts on on that? On on like what Meira is done is doing and all of that? Um, I'm not like entirely sure about Meta's thoughts of like AR, um, metaverse, all that kind of stuff, because like. My hope would be it's like really open. Anyone does their stuff. What Meta seems to be doing is like, no, we control all of it. You should get all our stuff. You should do all our stuff. You shouldn't go to some little indie company, get their AR stuff, and then go to that other company, buy a headset or something like that from them. They seem to be trying to take control of it while it's still fairly new to people. Yeah, and it's actually something that um, has come out, I think, in, um, so well, not leaks. I think one of the developers um, actually said things like, um, this market is for us to monopolize now that we can. And uh, yeah, they literally said something along those lines. Uh -oh. So yeah, it's really creepy. Um, and what I am... Um, like what I would like um, the future of like um, social virtual reality to become um, is yeah something way more open um, that is actually decentralized because you see a lot of this um, jargon hype of decentralization but it's really only putting a layer of cryptocurrency on top of a centralized technology that is not decentralization. Um, when no one can make their own servers, um, when it's all handled by one huge company, but oh, it has crypto. Um, yeah, that's not that's not really decentralization. And yeah, I, I really hate uh, the hype uh, for things like well, there is this uh, metaverse project already that is quote unquote decentralized, but. It's called uh, Decentraland, but it's uh, crypto BS. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, and you have to buy digital ter terrain. Like <laughs> you buy it in square meters. Like it's not even <laughs> megabytes. How it should actually be like, um, you know, the digital world world doesn't work in square meters. It works in, it, it is measured in megabytes. It is measured in gigabytes. Um, so yeah. I think it's really stupid. <laughs> I don't know if you have uh, any um, intense thoughts on that stuff. Um, I just generally am not a big fan of um, cryptocurrency stuff because it's like, I don't know if we're going into that later or if I can just start bringing stuff up now, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing that I don't like is it's like the main reason for it is like, oh, I really like owning stuff. So it's cool that I own this virtual digital thing. 
So they like want to make it seem like, oh, you're owning all this land digitally. You own this digital land you can do stuff with. But there's really, I don't like that as much because the whole point of owning something is, look, I own this real thing. I own this game. I own this mouse or something. If it's something digital, it just takes up like a few megabytes of storage. It, like, um, it's not super original. It's not handcraft for the most part. If it's like a digital piece of artwork or something, yeah, it's original. But again, people can just take that, remake their own thing of it. You can do whatever with it. It's not like you own a specific copy of it when it's distributed freely online. And then cryptocurrency, blockchain, NFTs, that's trying to take that, make it so, yes, I'm the only person who owns this digital image. I'm the only one who owns this thing. And no, you can't have it. But it really doesn't feel as good owning like a few characters on a computer saying, yes, you own this picture. It really just doesn't feel like, doesn't feel special about owning something digital at all. It really is the fetishization of um, artificial scarcity. Um, mm -hmm. Like the whole NFT um, culture is that. Um, and I think it's kind of gross, really. Um, yeah. They say um, it's supposed to help the artist, but um, actually the ones it's actually helping is the resellers. Um, those are the ones um, taking the huge profits. And it's an economy that doesn't uh, incentivize creation. It incentivizes regurgitating the same three items between the same uh, three people. Uh, and it's the three people that actually have money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just really, really dumb. That, and, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And some of the biggest ones that I've seen online, they're not like helping artists at all because they use this character generator. I'm not going to name it because then people are going to look it up maybe get stuff I don't know but also because I don't remember the name of it but they use someone's character generator they generated every possible combination and then they sell them as nfts on their twitter that's so, so <laughs> stupid and yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there's a lot of that uh like um they think it's valuable because it is uh, randomly generated no that's exactly why it's not valuable <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, um, Kenny NL, he's been making those the character creators as well. He has to put in his license for them. You cannot use these for NFTs or anything blockchain related because he doesn't want you selling them for no reason, just an image of a character. Yeah, and they also made um, like, did you see the NFT Bay thing? Um, they made like a pirate bay, but it's <laughs> it's full of <laughs> NFTs, like. It's, um, I think, uh, a couple of terabytes, like 17 terabytes of, of JPEGs. <laughs> um, and it, and the way the site is written, like um, the manifesto and stuff, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like they make fun of um, all the culture um, behind NFTs and all that. And I think um, what actually uh, works better to um, bring, um, you know, um, money to artists for their um, creations uh, is commissioning. And that includes commissioning 3D items. 
like if someone wants a really cool hat with a design they drew but they can't do 3d um they can commission an artist to do that design uh, that's the world i would like to see not a world where you know um people are um you know uh, fighting over uh, randomly generated hats and randomly generated um avatars like no i want people to you know have the tools to make their own stuff and and be able to you know commission artists for the exact piece they want and not like um you know um uh, look for something uh they kind of like that was randomly generated by an art yeah that's just because mm -hmm. the whole point of well, art in general is it's an expression of like human imagination, their creations, they made it. NFTs like that, they're just selling a random image. It's not really that special. It's not really artistic expression at all. It's just a like a hat put on a little digital character that was already made for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely despise all the culture around them. It's, um, you know, truly uh awful that uh so that many people are embracing it as a future when it's really um so so backwards um like we have um so many uh better ways to incentivize art to incentive to um you know uh have avatar creation and stuff like that like um it's a downgrade from everything we've had before this point. So why adopt it? <laughs> well, of course, I know yeah. why they are adopting it because money. Of, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> money for the um, least, uh, like ridiculous amounts of money for a ridiculously low amount of effort. Um, like, especially if the resellers. Um, you, because they say, oh, this is uh, so artists can make money. No, it, it is so you who don't make art can make money off of that art by just selling what others made or what an algorithm made. Um, and yeah, I'm not a fan of that culture. So yeah, and something i really hate is that uh, facebook is actually embracing nfts as a, as a future and i cannot trust a company that has done so much so wrong and that is <laughs> embracing um such a such an awful future um i just cannot trust them like the way they explained it they were like oh you pay money for this hat in this one game and then look at that it's in this other game too you can do that without nfts you just like you can store it on a database that's not like constantly online checking everything just store it in one database one thing that says username items they have and then have multiple games that check it or if you don't you don't even need hats and items cross-platform like that like that bad there's hundreds of games and stuff that have customization. I don't need my rec room avatar in VR chat in every other game I play. Yeah, and some don't, don't even fit like from an aesthetic standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, like 
you know, maybe um, if you're playing like, uh, I don't know, a sci-fi game, um, you probably don't want your elf character or your, um, you know, medieval warrior character to be there <laughs> because it would be super out of uh, place. Yeah, and like like I was mentioning Rec Room, anything from like pretty much any other game would not look good in Rec Room. They have such a different art style from everything else that a lot of other things just wouldn't fit in their game at all anyway, so they preferably wouldn't do that anyway. Yeah, I think um, what we... Uh, I, I see something good in their idea of, um, you know, items being transferable between games. But the thing is, um, some games just aren't compatible with certain items. Like, I can see some items which would blend in quite well in um, other games, but not everything can. That's, yeah, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. And then another argument I've seen is like, no, NFTs are good. You play one game, you get this item, and then you bring it to another game. That could really not help at all. That would. Let's say you play one game, barely any at all. You play the other game like all the time. When you head into the first game, suddenly you have all these items and you're still on the first level and they just completely ruin the balance of the game. They completely ruin the experience of the game in general. Uh, yeah, and some of those items, they aren't even um, cosmetic. Yeah, they aren't cosmetic only. Some of them are straight up pay to win. And they <laughs> try to spin pay to win as play to earn but that really is a BS, unsustainable economy. Um, because if, you're, if, if your economy is based on playing and not on creating, uh, that's gonna um, crumble uh, really, really soon. Um, you know, and yeah, it, it's gonna crumble and maybe it's gonna revive and then crumble again. And that's what always happens with those economies. Like um, they are so garbage, um, they, um can sustain themselves for more than a couple of months before exploding um uh, you know bursting into flames um you and you i think that happened with team fortress once um where you know there was uh, one super rare hat and someone found a way to clone it and then uh, the whole market was on ruins <laughs> <laughs> yeah like when i first like when i first heard about like just NFTs in general, I was thinking, wait, so does that make like Team Fortress hats NFTs? And it's like, it's really confused by that because then it was like, wait, has Valve been doing this the whole time? They've yeah, like, actually, yeah. actually, they have. Um, they, I think um, the whole, um, you know, um, NFTs, but for gaming um, thing. Um, it has been uh, really inspired by the Steam marketplace, but I don't think that's a great place to take inspiration from because the Steam marketplace is a disaster. <laughs> like, it absolutely is. Um, yeah, like, I see all, all of these stories of skins selling for thousands and people buying them. And, um, yeah, we are... Um, sort of incentivizing some really um, destructive um, e e economies that uh, are just, um, you know, um, people scamming each other for eternity 
And <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like that landscape at all. Yeah. Speaking of Valve, they actually have a headset of their own uh, in the way. It's rumored to be a standalone headset. Uh, they call it the Steam Deckard. Um, so uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings towards Valve. Um, like my feelings towards them are more positive than they are towards Facebook, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they, they are still kind of mixed. Uh, something I like about the, their hardware is that they are uh, designing it to be very, very open. Um, so that's something I embrace, which uh, Facebook really hates um, <laughs> openness. Um, you know, they have uh, this, uh, they, they have side loading and stuff, but basically um, they want to uh, squeeze as much control uh, out of their um, devices as they can. Uh, they want to collect as much information as they can on their own users. Uh, um, yeah, Valve doesn't seem to uh, be so much like that. Like with a Steam Deck, you can install games from Mitch.io or Epic if you want to. Um, so that, that's something I really like, that their platform is on, unlike uh, the platforms Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Facebook are doing. Um, both platforms are actually really open so um that's why i am um, cautiously optimistic about the um both the card um i think um well uh if there's like a couple of things that both are doing right um it's hardware like their hardware um lately has been um pretty um good um i think not so much in the past when they had the steam machines and the steam controllers but i think they've learned a lot well like this seemed like that wasn't even really the console it's streaming your pc to whatever you connect it to which you could pretty much already do anyway with almost anything you get a raspberry pi that does that yeah <laughs> um like what you were saying about like the Steam Deck being really open, I like a lot too because they've said, or I've seen some tech people, like tech reviewers saying, you could uninstall the OS, you could put Windows on one if you really wanted to. And Valve on their YouTube channel, they did a full teardown of a Steam Deck, which is way more than you would expect from any company, like now uh, in general. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like they're just really fine with you downloading and installing whatever. As long as you're like buying their hardware, they're fine with it because it's your hardware. You own the console. Why should they care what you're doing with it? Yeah, that's something I really embrace as someone who likes tinkering and hacking hardware a lot. Like my 3DS is hacked as hell. It's <laughs> it, it, I, I play Quake on it, which uh, was never supposed to be there, but there it is. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, so I've seen people uh, doing that on Oculus as well. Um, but um, Oculus, um, you know, uh, the thing they do is that, well, they have a lot of um, tracking or uh, your activity and stuff like that. So um, you basically say um, it's either your privacy or basic function functionality. 
and and if you want um you know uh your privacy you have to give up basic functionality because you have to basic almost uninstall like all of the os because all of the os is built to track you so like i would want to like delete my facebook account do all that but oculus quest i kind of own a few games i can't really because then there you go my games but then yeah. facebook knows what my face looks like despite the fact that i've never posted an image on my face on their platform which is terrifying <laughs> yeah um even nintendo has been a little creepy on privacy lately um i don't know if you've heard this but um they have uh, google analytics built into the switch and oh. yeah and so you have to deactivate them through the eShop, I think. Um, so yeah, many people deactivated them and then they noticed an update um, brought it back. Like even oh. if you had deactivated it already, um, the update uh, just uh, assumed you were in the program and it put you um, back in. Uh, and yeah, uh, many people were telling you, yeah, even if you already, um, you know, um got outside of the google analytics program you have to get outside again uh, if you updated your switch so i think hmm. it's uh really creepy that they aren't respecting uh users choices that's then what i what i feel like they would probably do is like the few minutes after you update your switch like quick collect as much as we can while they still have <laughs> us on <laughs> yeah probably what's this it's mine now <laughs> like just grabbing whatever they can before you turn it back off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Nintendo, like, uh, yeah, it's also a company I have uh, mixed feelings towards. Like, in terms of games, like, uh, most of their games are pretty solid and, <laughs> you know, um, they are very creative uh, in terms of hardware. But I like how, I like how most of their games just, because we're talking about, I like how most of their games don't like force you to download a bunch of DLC and pay for a lot of stuff. Most of them have none or like might have a few that aren't that important. The ones that do have DLC like Animal Crossing, Splatoon, those are like full extra levels and stuff or Animal Crossing, a whole pretty much other game, which is something I like about them a lot that they don't like give you a bunch of unnecessary stuff you don't need. That you have to pay for extra yeah that's also um great about them but uh yeah i have uh, i definitely have uh, mixed feelings towards them i think um i might have uh, more positive feelings towards valve than i do towards nintendo however i have more positive feelings towards nintendo than i do towards activision blizzard or ea <laughs> like that <definitely. Yeah. laughs> Um, so yeah, back to the Steam Decker. Um, so some people say it's probably not gonna compete with price with uh, Oculus Quest. I disagree. I think um, Valve will try to uh, push the, the price down as far as they can to compete with Quest because that's exactly what they did with the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, it's just it's uh, fifty dollars more than the Switch OLED. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think that's a uh, pretty telling of Valve's intention to compete in terms of price. 
And the reason why I think they're doing it is because they want you to buy uh, your indie games on Steam rather than Nintendo eShop. Uh, <laughs> I think that's really um, the purpose of the Steam Deck. Um, it's Valve's uh, Trojan horse to get you into the Steam store. However, uh, it, it, it's not as, um, you know, yeah, I, I'm saying it Trojan horse, but uh, it's actually not uh, as evil as it would be with Facebook, for example, because um, Valve does allow you to use other platforms. So, uh, yeah, but either way, their intentions, I think, are for you to get um, uh, the games you want to play um, on Steam rather than Switch. Um, yeah, because Steam, it's like, oh, Steam's already on here. It's the default OS. I might as well buy my games on here anyway. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and then, like, as you said, if Facebook meta made their own Steam Deck, they definitely wouldn't let you, like, download from Itch or even Steam because they would want you to use their own store, even with the Oculus Quest, which you can sideload onto. You have to either tell them you're a developer or be a developer who wants to actually make games for it. But like, they really don't want people who aren't developers making them games to be sideloading stuff. So like SideQuests even say, just go to this forum if you want to sideload games and then just say you're a developer. You can type anything in these boxes. We don't care. Just do whatever and then you can sideload. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so I said um, the Steam Deck was a Trojan horse, but not an evil Trojan horse. Like uh, they mm -hmm. are trying to push you into the store, but they aren't. They aren't uh, pointing a gun at you like the other companies. Like this is your only option. You have to buy directly from us. You have no other choice. Yeah, they're um, not that's... locking you into their store specifically. They're just showing yeah. you. Yes, this is a store that we have do whatever yeah. though yeah yeah like they put their storefront and center which is understandable but mm -hmm. uh they don't lock you to it like nintendo or sony uh, so yeah i think um they will do the same for the decker i think um for in the case of the steam deck they did it because a lot of people were buying their games on uh, the nintendo eShop rather than on steam and they really saw that um, as a threat, kind of. So they made the Steam Deck so people who want to play um, indie games or even big games portably um, do it by buying those games from their store um, rather than Nintendo's. And I think they are planning to do the same with the Deckard. They want you to buy the games off of Steam rather than the Oculus Store. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think um, that's why Valve is um, looking at making their own VR. Um, yeah. Because, um, Oculus has really um, stolen a lot of, uh, well, not stolen, but taken away a lot of uh, sales of VR games on Steam um, because, uh, you know, Steam games aren't compatible with Oculus unless you connect it uh, to your PC. Um, so, yeah, you have to give up the standalone functionality if you want to play games from Steam. So mo most people say, nah, I'll just get it from the Oculus Store so I can play it standalone. Um, and I think what Valve wants is for people to 
you know, get them from the Steam store and be able to play them like on their index and on their Deckard, um, because, you know, the index can't do standalone, but the Deckard can. Um, so I, I think that they, they want you, they, they want it to be a universal store where you can have, they want Steam to be the store where you get your portable games, your PC games, your, um, you know, uh, console games, because there are rumors that Steam is planning to make like a, you know, um, like a new console uh, that is, um, well, Steam Deck is already like uh, dockable. So um, yeah, if, if Nintendo Switch, um, you know, was Nintendo uh, making a console where, oh, you now only have to buy one copy of the game and you have it portably and you have it on the big TV. Well, a Steam Deck um, is goes further than that. Uh, with Steam, if you buy a, a, a game on Steam, you have uh, that game also available on Steam Deck portably um, and also on the big TV, on all of your computers. And if it has VR functionality, well, it also works on Steam Deck. So I think that's what they're going for. Um, they want it to be the universal game store, like uh, the one where you get... Uh, games you want to play on the go, games you want to play on your PC, games you want to play on VR, they want all of that to, to be through Steam. And that's why they are focusing so much on hardware. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. uh, Mostly because, um, yeah, uh, Nintendo and Oculus has taken away, you know, the sales of indies and the sales of VR games, and they want yeah. They want that back, <laughs> and I think that's why they are um, focusing so much on hardware. Um, even like, well, not even when Valve eventually does make the Deckard, I would hope they do something similar to what they're doing with the deck, where it's like, yeah, you can get your games from the Steam store, but you could still download itch VR games because some people put their VR games on itch and stuff. And even if they don't do that, I still think if they made an all-in-one um steam like steam vr headset a lot of people would still prefer that because it has a lot more games on it steam vr has a lot more good games on it compared to oculus because they made oculus they start out with nothing well or the oculus quest because everything had to be made re-exported for android and optimized for the headset and stuff steam vr already existed for a while with a lot of games so even though we have an oculus headset we still use steam vr because sometimes games are on sale on steam that aren't on oculus or like a humble bundle for example like we've got yeah. some games in humble but again it's really clunky and annoying to set up with a pc they want you to stay on their platform more because it's their platform they get the money so then there it's you like go. you gotta plug in your headset you gotta download the oculus app which is the worst app horrible um you have to download the oculus app then you have to use that with steam vr just to play your games that you own on steam which is great good job oculus i wonder if they will manage to squeeze half-life down to a mobile chip half-life alex i wonder if they can do that or maybe they will make a VR version of 
Half-Life 2 um, to like, um, you know, because that is easier to port to mobile than Alex, I think. Um, yeah. so maybe they want Half-Life 2 to be their um, kill, their standalone killer app. Um, maybe not Alex because Alex would be very hard, um, you know, because it is quite a demanding game. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they will uh, launch Half-Life 2 VR, um, like to compete with, I don't know, Resident Evil 4 VR and all of that. And I think uh, Half-Life is actually a better fit for VR than Resident Evil because Resident Evil was a third person game and it shows like uh, the cutscenes, um, you they take you out of VR and you see a giant screen in front of you. and yeah it loses a lot of immersion and also whenever you do a kick or a punch um you know the animations weren't made for vr so uh you again get outside of leon's body and you see leon with the action and then you get back in and it's super weird um so that game definitely wasn't made for vr and it doesn't quite work and i think half-life would because half-life is played entirely on first person yeah like half-life one that's been ported to quest even my little brothers played it a little and then stopped playing it because it's too scary yeah um so seeing half-life 2 on there even though i'm not a big fan of shooters vr ones are still pretty cool like running around seeing all these enemies that you kind of recognize from half-life and from other games but now in vr that would even be pretty cool yeah but here's the thing i don't think we are seeing the uh deckard until early 2023 at least um yeah because they still have because the steam deck is coming out next year so i don't think they're gonna launch two major uh you know products the same year um i think they'll probably uh wait for um oculus to announce a really expensive headset and then come out and say, uh, here's ours, it's just 50 more or 50 less, like they did with Nintendo. I think they, I, I think um, that is Valve's strategy right now. They are just uh, waiting for the other companies to, um, you know, deliver an underwhelming announcement, and then they drop the bomb. Like, I <laughs> think that's what they're going for. Oh, why get the brand new Switch when you could get the brand new Steam Deck? And then yeah. <laughs> Oculus announces their like big Quest new headset. Or... <laughs> Wait, no, why get that? We've got the Steam one. Yeah. We got the Steam one here. Oh, there's a new iPhone. We'll get the Valve phone instead. <laughs> now it's the same day. Just get ours instead. It's pretty cool. It has like it has Half-Life on it. You could play Portal. And then that's like their reasoning like yeah we have all these games already on it while this new platform might not have as many yeah speaking of um mobile uh the rumor um says that um half-life no 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 the uh Descart is using a mobile chip that it's not using um you know uh yeah an amd gpu like the steam deck um so apparently they are going for the qualcomm xr2 which is the same chip that um the oculus is going for and i think the great part about that is um that it will um 
make it really easy to port games over. Like <laughs> whatever works on Oculus, it probably works on Valve's um, platform as well because it's using the same chip. Um, so it's like uh, porting between um, Switch and Switch OLED. Like they are the same, um, you know, you, you don't have to <laughs> port a lot because they are the same chip. And um, then if, not exactly yeah. like I, I know there's um, a bit more work um, that has to be done, even if even if they are using the same chip. But I think it is it, I think that really incentivizes developers to port their games over because they don't have to develop for an entirely new architecture or or all of that. They can just um, be, be, because most of games are built using OpenXR technologies. Um, they can just um, port them over, and yeah, they, they will probably work fine on the Steam one. Um, yeah, like if the game works on the one headset, it'll probably work on the other. They're using the same or pretty much the same hardware. And let's say Valve does decide to do something similar to Oculus where they use their own version of Android, then there'd probably eventually be a future where you could just make a game, press a button, and suddenly it exports an Android file an APK that works on both systems at the same time. And even if it wasn't like that, because they're using such similar hardware, they're using, they're all like similar devices, you could probably just make the game, maybe set up some extra stuff to make sure it works on both and then just export it to both of them without needing to change anything extra. Maybe UI stuff telling you what button to press. Yeah. Um... You know, and uh, something um, that I'm thinking about when I hear um, that they are using an, uh, an ARM chip is that um, maybe um, they will start having um, like ARM versions of uh, some of their games as well. Um, like maybe they are going to support the ARM architecture like they um, supported um you know um, max um back in the day um, i i think they at, at some point um maybe when arm does take over because it is kind of taking over um in terms of mobile devices at least like not in the desk, desktop but in terms of mobile arm is really taking over so I wonder if some games, um, like when the game detects, no, like when you want to install the game, it detects, oh, you're using an ARM device. Well, this game has an ARM version, so uh, we'll install that to your device. Um, I think that will be great if, um, you know, uh, the Descartes can uh, move us to towards that, that, that direction, like where we have something like Proton, but for arm where you know proton massively increased um compatibility uh, on linux for uh steam games and well games from any platform really so i wonder if in the future um in well we have that but for arm like uh, you know the dominant platform uh is x86 and the dominant platform was Lin was windows back then but because of proton um, now Linux is almost as good as Windows for gaming. So I wonder if they are going to push ARM forward with that. <laughs> Just... 
I don't know, like um, maybe for the very high-end ARM devices, like I don't think we're getting uh, direct support for Raspberry Pi, um, but um, maybe like, I don't know, Qualcomm is doing some advanced chips and you know, there's also the M1 from Apple. So maybe they will have um, ARM versions for more games. Actually, I think some games do have ARM versions. I think Baldur's Gate 3, um, if you play on a Mac, you can download an ARM version, I think. I'm not entirely sure. And I also think that happens for Deus Ex. Um, not sure, um, but I think that's the case. Um, but yeah, if we can get like all of that uh, translation and emulation, like if we get Proton for ARM, like uh, wherein, which works kind of like Apple's Rosetta, but it's much more universal and developed by Valve. I think that would be awesome. And that would make the Deckard even better. Like if you can play your, like a lot of, I imagine uh, indie games will work really well, like uh, pixel art games. Um, those could be uh, really easily translated maybe. Um, and maybe you, you can use the Deckard for a lot of those games, like with uh, that compatibility layer. Like I think that would be great um, if that was uh, like the future. Uh, yeah, like if they ever, because they probably are going to do something like that so that SteamVR games just work on the headsets like instantly because that would be worth it because then they have all the games already working. They can advertise it as, hey, we have all these games that already work in our headsets. I feel like they probably do something like that to get people interested, to get people to like their platform, and then eventually just to get people using other apps on ARM platforms in general kind of accidentally because they have this whole thing out that lets people run apps on ARM platforms. Why not use that for other things too? Yeah, um, Valve has really experimented with ARM for a while. Like they developed versions of Half-Life and Portal for the NVIDIA Shield platform. So yeah, I actually have the Portal one. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> So do you have the Shield TV, the Shield tablet, or the uh, the one that is a little controller with a screen? Yeah, I have the Shield portable, the controller with the oh, screen. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like that so thing. So cool. It's so cool, like, looking at it and just playing a bunch of these games you don't expect to see on it, like Portal and then, like, Stardew Valley and stuff that you don't expect to see on a little Android handheld thing. I'm a huge fan of clamshell designs. I think they are <laughs> extremely underappreciated. And the reason why I like them so much is because they are both um, very portable and very resistant. Um, like, um, there's a reason why, um, you know, clamshells um, exist in nature. And, um, you know, they protect the pearl inside. So I think that's why they, the design works so well to protect electronics. Um, like the DS or the 3DS, um, you know, being clamshell, uh, it makes them, um, you know, very pocketable. Like um, you try to pocket a switch and, you know, you'll get Joy-Con drift or something. Um, <laughs> so that's why I like clamshells. And 
yeah, I think they are great uh, product design. And then also just aesthetically, I really like the look of like the DS, the NVIDIA one. They're just so cool, like being able to close it up when you're done and then it goes into sleep mode and you just open it up. Hey, I'm back in my game. It's right here. Yeah, I actually um, got for my Switch Lite, uh, you know, uh, a protective cover that kind of works like a clamshell um, because I don't want the sticks to drift in my pocket. It, it ugh, like I know they are, <laughs> the friction is gonna mess them up. So yeah, that's why I got them because I want to pocket my Switch, but I don't want it to drift and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> or like the screen gets crashed. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, and also, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think we've been going on and on, on clamshells, but yeah, just really. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually um, think uh, the deck card is probably going to be announced a couple of days um, after uh, they show the price of the Cambria, which is um, the Oculus uh, headset. Um, yeah, I think that's when they will, um, you know, show the Deckard. Like they showed the, uh, the the Steam Deck, which was like really out of nowhere. Like uh, <laughs> a week after the Switch OLED got announced, boom, um, you get the announcement of the of the Steam Deck. And I think that was really, really calculated. Like that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, that um, uh, really, yeah. like if Nintendo had announced like an, uh, an impressive handheld for 350, then uh, the Decker wouldn't have had as much impact, but because they announced something so underwhelming, that's why uh the deck yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's really underwhelming just hey we made the screen a little bigger and white joy cons meanwhile valve shows off this whole like literally it's a portable gaming pc and it has all your games already on it and stuff which is a huge upgrade from what nintendo announced yeah um so yeah i think they're gonna do the same with deckards like um you maybe uh, you know, uh, Facebook is going to announce um, like, oh, now you need to uh, scan your face every time you play or something like that. And yeah, because I was looking at some stuff about it. it. Supposedly has eye tracking, which I don't know why you would want that personally. Like, I don't want Facebook, especially tracking like my eyes, tracking like everything about me like that. I think it's going to be like the Xbox One announcement that was like super underwhelming, and then and and then Sony came out. And, uh, the PS4 didn't have um, all the arbitrary DRM and stuff. I think um, that's uh, you know the kind of move Valve uh, will make. Like when Facebook announces uh, that uh, you know it has like um, you know a very locked down. Um, software ecosystem and things like that uh then the uh, decker will come out and it will be the complete opposite and it will be like a 50 or a hundred dollars more so people will be like oh yeah it's more expensive but it's also like 10 times better um so 
yeah, I think that's uh, where we are heading in VR. Um, like I think uh, Facebook, uh, yeah, I don't want to call them meta. They are Facebook um, just under a new uh, mask. Uh, a really ugly one. I don't like the logo. Oh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone I've talked to just, no, I don't like the logo. Why would they do that? It's not like they made a very poor choice in rebranding their company that nobody is going to follow and giving it the world's worst logo. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing um, that I don't know if um, they are going to pull off or not. And that is augmented reality. Because I think, um, you know, future headsets really need um, uh, those augmented reality features um, to have like a broader amount of software. And one headset that is doing that is the Lynx headset, which is um, a lot like the Beckert in terms of the openness and all that. I like the Lynx. But because it's, um, you know, a small company and the headset is really expensive and things like that, I don't think it's going to work out quite as well as Descartes uh, probably will. Yeah. Um, also, um, you know, it's using an ARM chip. So probably, you know, Android apps, um, I think it would be great to have those on Descartes as well um, because of their convenience, like... Um, you know, uh, it would be great, like to, because that that's something the Quest does. Like, it gives you access to Android apps as well as Quest apps, and I think um, that feature, uh, if Valve can also do it, and like they they give you access to your, uh, well, your ARM compatible Steam library, and your. Um, and also Android apps, if you want to uh, tinker with them, and maybe even Linux apps. Like, if Valve can give you like all of that uh, in a headset, I think um, they will really, um, you know, uh, take over uh, in terms of uh, VR, AR. And yeah, I think they, like, of course, the aspect I'm most interested about is VR. But I think it would be great if they also pushed AR forward, because um, I don't I, I don't want um, Facebook uh, being the one that tracks my room. I just don't trust them. Um, yeah. So yeah, and uh, speaking of AR, um, the. Niantic just announced something that is the Niantic Lightship uh, platform. So um, yeah, the good the, the thing I liked about that is that it will incentivize um, augmented reality development. But and yeah, something um, I like is also their pricing model, where they only charge you if you are making like an insane amount of money off of your app. Like if your app begins, um, I don't know, um, bringing in uh, thousands and thousands uh, every month, like that's when they will take a cut from your app. But <laughs> if your app is struggling, um, they won't um, take money from your already struggling company. So I, I think that is um, 
you know, uh, good on their part that they are uh, doing that model. Uh, and, it, and that will really incentivize developers to push for risky ideas because um, they aren't tied to a contract that will screw them over uh, if it uh, doesn't bring enough money. Uh, like, uh, yeah, they, they can take their time to grow the platform and not worry about paying uh, monumental fees to Niantic. I think that's great. Um, so um, something um, I think, um, I don't know, do you think um, AR glasses are going to take off um, in the next couple of years? Um, I'm not sure if they will like anytime super soon because I don't know if people would like just like casually wearing a big thing that goes around their head and everything. If AR glasses and stuff got smaller and they were like not exactly the same size as regular glasses, like a bit bigger than that, obviously then people would probably start to be interested in buying AR glasses, wearing them, just living their average everyday life with AR glasses because then it's not going to be some big extra thing they have to put on every day. It's just their glasses or something like that. Just a little extra thing on top. Yeah. And I've also heard of technologies that automatically adjust the IPD and things like that. So um, maybe some smart glasses like that would be great. Um, I think um, also they shouldn't be on all the time. Um, like maybe when you tap them, they show you an overlay of stuff or maybe when a notification comes up, but I don't think they should be, um, you know, uh, displaying an overlay over the world all the time because that will, um, that will of course, uh, get pretty fatiguing. And I don't think, uh, like, I, I don't like the approach of the Ray-Bans where uh, there is no smart component to it. Um, like the smart component is basically just uh, a camera that you can take um, pictures with and, um, you know, a microphone that you can um, use for smart assistance, but you cannot actually see anything on the, the, on the um, glasses. And I think um, for $300, you kind of expect those features like you want um, smart glasses to actually display stuff, um, not just record. Um, so, um, but yeah, I also um, don't want them to track 24 seven. That's yeah. creepy. Um, and that also goes to augmented reality projects like uh, the ones Niantic is involved in like um when they track your geographical position all the time um just for a dumb game about uh catching little creatures um yeah i don't <laughs> i don't think especially with with kids like uh tracking um you know kids going well and even adults like as some people say oh just uh just have um privacy for the kids and collect as much data as you want from the adults no, I don't think that's a healthy approach. You shouldn't collect, uh, you know, unhealthy amounts of data on either of them. Um, the, the kids don't want their data collected any more than the adults. The adults don't want their data collected any more than the kids. Why should only the kids be protected when the adults don't want it either? 
it's just oh they're older they might not they're smarter they might not use the platforms that track them but what if they do then oh no they're adults it's fine yeah they are adults it's okay to psychologically manipulate them um yep it's all yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> it's all right <laughs> they are big enough they can take it uh yeah i don't i don't like that approach like i think um adults also deserve uh respect like uh not be treated like products like um uh, people uh well um regulators uh, get really indignated when kids are involved but for adults they don't care like uh if the technology they are using um is spying on them or is um you know psychologically manipulating them nah because they are adults it doesn't matter uh and i i don't like that approach like i think um we should be um, more respectful with the way technology is designed on um yeah i think uh the data what i don't like is that most of these projects are not designed um you know as uh useful or fun things they are uh, designed primarily to um you know collect data and that is really creepy to me um mm -hmm. like um you know if your project uh really improves the lives of people um like for example what i think will be great uh you know for glasses like the ray-bans um you know that have no displays um i think that would actually be quite good for blind people for example um you know uh because the um audio system the um speakers uh can sort of tell them what's around them and um yeah i think that could be helpful um or like uh, maybe the glasses can read the text in front of them um like yeah that would be um quite good i think that's a use of uh augmented reality technology that uh should be looked into um like there's already um, an app that does that called be my eyes that um basically anyone who wants to contribute can uh, you know say i'm available right now if anyone needs to read something in front of them or something um i can do it uh, just point your telephone at whatever uh, you need me to see and i'll tell you everything you need to know um well i think um smart glasses could do that and more um and well of, of course they aren't gonna substitute humans um you know because technology is usually quite dumb uh like uh we like to think that uh ai is super smart and that it's gonna uh, save humanity from from doing anything in the future but ai isn't quite there yet like it's it, it still uh, makes a lot of mistakes and it's just unreliable like uh for some tasks it's very good but uh, you cannot rely 100 on ai but <laughs> i think um you know the good parts of ai we could really um you know take advantage of them um but um yeah um for ar glasses um i think facebook that's what they are uh pushing for next i think the ray-ban glasses were just an experiment but they actually want to have displays on your 
space. And I think one of the reasons why they are, um, you know, looking into hardware and they also, they're also making a smartwatch and stuff, it's been leaked, um, is because um, Apple no longer allows um, the amount of data collection that Facebook likes. So mm -hmm. they want you to get Facebook uh, branded or meta branded hardware instead, uh, where they can collect as much as they want. Um, I think that's really their purpose with hardware. And that's why they want watches that can, uh, you know, track your health and how much you're walking. And they want um, glasses that track everything in your room so they know where um, everything in your life is and they record uh, everything you say. And uh, yeah, I think that really is um, Facebook's purpose with hardware. Yeah, like what I wouldn't be surprised by is you're like wearing the Facebook meta whatever watch on your wrist and then you're like talking to someone like, hmm, I really need to buy a gift for this person, but I don't know what to get. And then Facebook goes back, they're like, oh, we know all about that person. They would probably want this and they show it on your wrist. That's kind of creepy. I wouldn't want them like telling people like, hey, yeah, this is all you need to know about this person. And um, this is what you should get them. This is what you can do. Because they're just collecting all this information to make it seem like, oh yeah, we're helping you. But they're really like collecting it because they make a lot of money off of selling your data. They collect your data, they collect, other people's data by using your data like that way and then they just get more money yeah here's the thing the augmented reality is very exciting but also very scary and um it's something that i don't know who can be trusted with um <laughs> clearly not facebook not google yeah um, remember remember google glass yeah um so Apple, I don't know, because they claim to be very privacy oriented, but they also have done a couple of sketchy things. So I don't completely trust them either on AR, which they are actually pushing, by the way. Um, there are rumors of an Apple headset that will have, um, you know, as much power as a Mac mini built in. Um, like, yeah, that, that, that will be insane. I think it will. It will definitely be like, uh, you know, uh, $15,000 or something. Uh, like, I don't think it's going to be cheap. Like, um, yeah, not at all. But um, like, I, I don't think they're going for Oculus prices because they know they can put whatever price they want on it. Uh, like, and it will sell because it's Apple. And Facebook doesn't have that privilege. Like if, if something is really expensive, no one will say, oh, but it's from Facebook. No, <laughs> Facebook doesn't have that hype behind them. Um, That's why they lowered the price of the Quest a while ago, because then, hmm, this is pretty cheap. I might as well get it, because it's like cool VR headset. So what if it's Facebook? It's pretty cheap. I'm pretty sure they're actually selling them at a loss by now and like they expect to make more money back off of their store because you know you have the headset you're gonna buy games yeah you're not gonna just have a headset sitting there doing nothing mm -hmm. so yeah um i'm looking forward to what comes out of augmented reality there are already a lot of glasses there's one called the n real 
But the thing is that needs to be plugged into a phone and it has to be a very, very recent phone or otherwise it just won't work. Um, like there, there's like uh, six compatible models of phones. So yeah, that's not gonna be uh, a universal platform. Not at all. Um, so yeah, there, there's that project and there are also many other projects. There's one called MathGaze, I think. I think the one that's gonna take off uh, the soonest is the Apple one because rumors are that they are um, releasing it uh, by late next year, maybe. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I think that will be, that or Facebook's will be um, the first major AR device. Um, I think it's it definitely, it will be from one of those two for sure. Like, uh, but, I wouldn't uh, have Facebook on my face all day. That's yeah. <laughs> it's the last thing I would want. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, also, yeah, and also the tracking technologies of AR, like where they track your geographic position and stuff. Like, um, yeah, that has some really cool, um, you know, uh, things you can do with that technology but also who can you actually trust with that technology? And yeah. the answer in this uh, world of surveillance capitalism is pretty much no one. You can trust no company with that. And that's why I am, um, you know, a, a bit um, uh, looking at it from the outside. I, I haven't dived into the whole AR uh, thing because, um, because of that, really, because of uh, the privacy concerns, which I uh, actually have, um, because uh, we've seen what companies do with data and it isn't pretty. Um, so yeah, I don't know who we can trust. I think it's a technology that has a, um, simultaneously a very exciting and very terrifying future. Um, both both augmented and virtual but mostly the augmented um like i if um you know they manage to um secure um privacy and that and all of that um then i i think apple uh, has a has a bigger chance of uh, you know, gaining people's trust with privacy than Meta, like because Apple yeah. has uh, many privacy features. I wouldn't say they are the most private around. Like Apple um, has had their privacy controversies as well, um, but I think they are slightly more trustworthy with. They are slightly more trustworthy with data than Facebook. Oh. So I think people are more willing to put Apple on their face than Facebook. Um, but, uh, still, I don't completely trust them on that. Um, so I am very, very uncertain on the future of AR, whether it's a bright future or it's a green future. Oh, shit. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> My microphone was off. You... What? Okay. Okay. I think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, so my, uh, yeah, I, I accidentally played another recording. 
Uh, so yeah. yes, sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, anything else you wanna say about uh, AR, VR, the future? Um, I think there's definitely like a lot of promise in like VR, AR technology. Like they can be used for some cool things. They've even been shown like um, they've even been shown to do some cool things. But if we keep doing this thing where oh, it's the new headset has more tracking capabilities. Now it knows your location. Now it tracks your eyes. I'm not sure how far they could really get with that before VR just kind of dies down. Like, no, I don't want the new headset. It's full of all these tracking features. We need people like making headsets that are pretty much the opposite, that are trying to bring more people in with better promises of like games and other similar things without extra tracking that's really unneeded just because of money. Yeah. Um, and also that tracking when necessary uh, for the application to function should be, um, you know, as anonymized as it can. And mm -hmm. I think um, those, uh, yeah, and also not shared with third parties. And, you know, uh, even, um, I don't know, um, have the data shredded every now and then so you know like every three months um, all the data gets shredded um so i i think that would be great like uh google has some features like that but yeah having some features uh isn't the same as being um you know a privacy friendly company which they definitely aren't google um, is definitely like somewhat better than facebook but not by like that much yeah yeah like um Facebook and Amazon are probably among the worst. And mm -hmm. then there's Google. Uh, Google and Microsoft, I would say, are on the same tier. Um, and then I think Apple is a slightly less creepy than those two in terms of data collection. But they aren't the best either. Like, among the best companies, they are, um, they are and some of the best. But when you compare them to some of the smaller companies that actually care about privacy, uh, not really. Like Apple are actually, you know, posing as uh, privacy friendly sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, they really aren't that much. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I share a lot of thoughts with you on the future of all this. So um, it's looking uh, exciting, but it's also looking scary in some directions. And I think we need to be aware of both like uh, embrace the exciting, but also, um, you know, turn away from the, um, you know, destructive or the, um, you know, abusive um, kind of um, hardware and software um, that is being developed. Um, yeah, especially, um, you know, keep your eyes out uh, for Facebook doing uh, nasty stuff um, because, I don't think they are, um, you know, their name change is just that a name change. Their attitude hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. um, they are the same company uh, under that mask. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was really nice to have you. This was uh, a slightly longer than I expected, actually, this conversation. Yeah. But that's because we covered a lot of topics. Like, when we cover other topics, it's probably going to be uh, shorter, like, uh, risk five is another topic I want to cover, which is really exciting. Um, and yeah, um, among other things, um, but 
yeah, stay tuned for uh, discussions on the future of tech. Uh, we on here on Telescope, and we'll see you next time.